All right, it's another episode of the Pin High Podcast presented by Golficity. It's U.S. Open week, but first we're going to talk a little about a little bit about Garrick Higgo's win at the Palmetto Championship at Congre. Uh, obviously, we're going to go into the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines. We'll give you our DraftKings lineup this week instead of picks, and we'll make our betting picks for skins. I'm still looking to get on the board after however many weeks it's been, like 23. Um, so yeah, third major of the year. Let's get into it. I am a good, um, you know, better. I'm I'm a pretty good better, but okay. somehow don't have any skins. Uh, I think that's some luck, some just got to put more into the picks. But anyway, let's get inside the ropes. Right off the bat, I mean, what's the bigger story? Is it is it Higo or is it Chesson Hadley? I mean... Unfortunately, I think it's Chesson Hadley. I mean, he was he was kind of rolling along. He 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 probably should have won, and you know, just choked big time on yeah. Sunday. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Garrett Higgo is still like a like obviously a sick story. Like, I almost honestly put ten dollars at him on the beginning of the week. I think at like fifty to one would have been pretty insane. Would have made the the week even better. Um, but. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Chesson Hadley down the stretch there. What was up with him using like a hybrid off the greens? He was, I mean, it was out there. kind of working a little bit. I mean, there was. Mm, was it though? He like was not not doing great. He wasn't really getting work. up and down with it. Work on the last hole, but like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know why that was the choice. It was kind of like it's kind of like putting with loft, and I guess he's been doing it all week, and it, it, you know. Just stopped working yeah. at an inconvenient yes. time. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, he ended up shooting a four over seventy-five in the last round. He bo- he bogeyed each of the last three holes. So, like, if he just had made par on one or two of those holes, he would. So imagine the winner. You tell him before the round, three over is going to do it today. Or wait, no, I mean, it would been three two over would have won. Three over would have gone to a playoff. Sorry. Two over, but done two it. fine, same. Pretty much same idea. It's like, hey, two over is going to do it today. You're good. Other than that. Right. And he like, went one over on the front and then, yeah. And then 38 on the back. So, like, I, yeah, I, it's tough. I mean, it was an up and down week for a lot of guys. Dustin Johnson was like, it seemed like he was sliding and then going up and like making runs. It was not a, a, a easy golf course. Oh, no, not at all. I mean, that great debut about- from Congre Golf Golf Club. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't know if they'll ever be back there, but it was. They, I mean, that that tournament really isn't like a going to be a mainstay on the PGA Tour unless something else falls out. But the RBC right. Canadian will be. I mean, it's definitely a good place. It's a good place to go back to if like tournaments fall out. I mean, which they do all the time. So, yeah, so I mean, I we'll think see. I think that that is very possible that 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 is back on the schedule next year, if given that there is a a, a tournament like in the balance, like where there's an opening that they could do that. Now it was tough for, it was tough for Chess and Hadley to fall apart in his last round. I feel like if he did it in the second round or the third round, we wouldn't even be talking about him at all. So, and it just kind of got magnified even more that it was his fourth round and that it was the last three holes specifically that cost him a tournament. So, well, yeah, I mean, anytime you fall apart in the last three holes of golf tournament, like nobody cares about the, you know, 24th, 25th, and 26th holes, they care about like the 70, 71st, and 72nd. 
yeah and i was like okay what'd you do after he's like well it sucks but uh we went and got bojangles and yeah that was that on our mm-hmm. right back did you okay, see it? It, it sucked his wife was like like made the trip there was and she like, surprising him yeah like he didn't know that she was there yeah and, like, that's tough that would have been such a good storyline too he missed the putt on 18 and she's like crying and it's just like that, that's tough yeah i mean he still made a lot of money so <laughs> can't yeah, feel too bad for him and it's not like i was thinking at first i was like oh th- damn that was his chance at like getting a win on tour it would have been his second win on tour he's already a tour winner yeah i mean that was his chance of getting in the u.s open which would have been a big deal oh so, yeah, that's really bad. I mean, um, Garrick Higgo is now in the U.S. Open, so I mean, yeah. he would have been in any way, regardless, because I think he won on the European and he's, a times. So he's low key not that much of a long shot. I mean, long shot, however you want to take it. He's like seventy-two to one or something like that. Like, I mean, yeah. What was Phil like? Phil was one hundred and fifty to one. Was two hundred fifty or one hundred and fifty? Well, either or. He's. I think it was two hundred fifty to one at, at the uh, the PGA. Yeah, so. It'll be I mean, interesting to see how he does this week. Like sixty to one as well to win the Masters. I think I think Higo is gonna like put up a top forty this week. I was about to put that in my best bets, or did I put him? No, I I might have. I don't remember. We'll see. Um, we'll, we'll see later in the show. Yeah, but surprise. Yeah, it'll be a surprise to me as well. But yeah, I mean, we we're talking about how. Before the podcast, you got him and Wilco Nine Neighbor uh, mixed up, right? Because they're both yeah, like in South yeah, Africa. Last week, I, you were talking about Garrett Higgle, and I thought he was the other guy because they're both yeah. South African. They're both relatively young. They're both good on the European tour. Um, and they're both playing in the US Open this week. So, yeah. And I saw Wilco Nine Neighbor, you, you, you sent this to me that his he's averaging 325 uh, yards off the tee on the European tour. Yeah, it's like three hundred and twenty-three point like nine something. Like, is that and what's Bryson like three thirty uh, on the PGA around, tour? I mean, like, I'll, that's I'll, I'll double check that, but uh, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, driving distance. And he's a lefty, right? No, Bryce. He's averaging more than Bryson is. Wow, Bryson's at three twenty-two point seven on the PGA tour. Well, you never know with the. It's I mean they're playing different courses. Well, yeah, never. obviously, but I'm just saying like he's like they playing like Abu Dhabi. He's literally on the same level as Bryson as far yeah. as driving distance. Mm-hmm. And Bryson plays on the European Tour sometimes too. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I mean, Rory McIlroy's the second closest at three eighteen. Cameron Champ three seventeen. I mean, talk about not hot, Cameron Champ. Oh my God. I mean, yeah, you could. could kind he of needs to figure it out. He's dude. He's like he's like shooting like double digits over par over two days. Like during these tournaments and getting cut. I mean, yeah, he's pretty much has the driving distance and then he's like not really good anywhere else for the Yeah. I mean, right how old is he? Like 25. 25. Yeah. Like he's I mean, he's it's got, the same thing. He's got like, time to figure it out. It's the same thing like Matthew Wolf this year. Like he was pretty good at approaching last year and that's why he played so well, but he lost his approach game. He even lost his like his game off the tee and like you just hasn't been good this year you just mentioned matthew wolf and that's the first time we've mentioned matthew wolf on this podcast in a good while well yeah because he hasn't played like he withdrew from the the pga and that's kind of the last we heard from him so yeah he's he's going through some through some uh i mean i feel like with that type of swing you're gonna go through struggles occasionally absolutely i mean if you look at matthew wolf's last however many tournaments he well the Zurich doesn't really count, but he just got disqualified at the Masters. If you remember, he withdrew from the PGA. Um, he did have a T28 at the World Golf Championships, but that was match play, so it doesn't matter either. Mm-hmm. 
withdraw from the other world golf at concession after shooting an 83 on the first day. Right. T64, T36, another withdrawal at the Farmers. Damn. T40, um, cut at the Masters, the first Masters. And that was coming off of a second at the US Open. So, like, he had that second at the US Open and he came back at the Shriners, another second place finish. And then it, 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 the wheels just fell off. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how he comes back. Is he playing this week? Um, he is in the field this week. So, hopefully, he doesn't withdraw. I mean, I know he had his injury issues as well. So, what do you I mean, say he did at the farmers again? Uh, he got, he withdrew from the farmers. Wow. Interesting. And you can't, t- I mean, you can take the, the farmers into, you know, account obviously, but you can't take it too much into account. Cause like it is a little, I mean, it's, it's different, a little it bit of different. a different course. Yeah. It's t- you're going to be playing in U S open conditions this week with, yeah. with high rough. And I mean, we'll get into that later, but, um, just going back to Matthew Wolf for a second, he is negative strokes gain off the tee. And that, that's crazy because he's seventh in driving that's, distance. Yeah. And that's like one of the things that goes into that. So being negative strokes gain off the tee while being top 10 in driving distance means he's just spraying the ball all over the place. Yeah, that's that's crazy. But yeah, uh, hopefully he. Yeah. And then just some other takeaways from this week. I know you mentioned Cole Hammer in here. All time. Uh, golf name he's actually i've had his I, i've had him on my radar for a while he's a ut guy right yeah um is he still he's still an m right he's i'm he no he, he i think he might have he just turned pro after the byron nelson i believe yeah i mean that's an that's an all-time golf name like, yeah if your name's cole hammer and you're playing golf like that's just perfect we should dm him get him on the pod yeah true yeah and then just some other things uh before we move into any, anything else uh the usga on world zalatoris's locker put up uh I, I i didn't even see this at first but it's this it's the uh picture of what's his name of happy gilmore's caddy. happy gilmore's caddy up on his locker uh below like their logo pretty funny yeah they're having fun with him this week i mean i think everybody gets like some kind of a ball marker or something like that and they they did it in reverse alphabetical order this time they usually everything usually is in alphabetical order and Will Zalatoris posts on like his story, like finally re- reverse alphabetical order for once. He's like the only Z in the field, so yeah, <laughs> like obviously did it for him, right? And then big storyline this week. I forget who it was that was talking about this, but they were like, "Hey, don't count out Phil this week. Like he wants it just as much, if not more, than anyone in the field." I mean, yeah, and all. I mean, obviously he's a he's a California guy, so and. The U.S. Open, what he needs, correct? Yeah, U.S. Open is what he needs Grand to Slam? complete the yeah. Grand Slam. And How many times? Six guy. times he's finished runner-up? Yeah, it? something crazy like that, which is just, I mean, that's crazy. I mean, if there's no if there was no such thing as Tiger, he'd probably have like three, so. Probably. How many, I wonder how many of those were runner-ups to Tiger. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would not count him out this week at all i mean he got cut at the charles schwab after the pga but that was like the week after the pga yeah he really did not give one single yeah whatever about that because like i remember he he said after his opening round he like struggled a bit he's like yeah i struggled a little bit but i uh won the pga last week so i mean listen he made (laughs) made the cut at the farmers this year not that that's something you totally put into account but i mean uh, it's it's the same 
course technically it's well, not course somewhat. setup but uh because they play the north and the south for the farmers so fair. they start off the north fair. south and then they go to the south but um but to be fair like he's got the distance off the tee for a u.s open it's just a matter I mean, he of whether. was pretty locked in for the pga so yeah i mean it's gonna be the same thing i mean the, the pga and pga and, was t- set up really 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 tough this year so yeah i mean the pga was set up very similar similarly to the u.s open and in, in that sense this year and it was also another coastal course you have two coastal courses for the u.s open and the pga this year so there's gonna be a little more correlation between the two i think i mean the rough is looking absolutely abysmal i mean that's what we like to see it's i love it every every year they're like like us open week or major week or whatever it is really they they decide to put out the, the the videos like on monday of people dropping balls into the rough and it just disappears but there was one it was green side and they dropped in the rough it was right by next to the green and it was like tag somebody who's not like putting this on the green and i simply don't know how you're supposed to hit that golf ball i mean just like you have to get a, you just gotta take a hack i guess yeah but your green side like you can't take a hack 60 degree open up the club face as much as you can and just just hack at it you're probably not I, getting it out but <laughs> i guess but like it just it'll be it'll be very fun to watch uh, them try to attempt to do that yeah just put like a put like a 70 degree wedge in the bag this week <laughs> so i'm thinking like patrick reed could be it could be a, a a good pick this year he i mean he won the farmer's insurance no I mean, I'll get into my picks later. My yeah. winner pick is kind of similar to to that type of player. So right. um, we'll get into that later. I just think short game is going to be important this week. Absolutely. And like, obviously, you harp in on all these things that you're like, oh, these are important this week. But you got to realize it's like, okay, you can't just like look at somebody's strokes gain around, around the green and be like, they're going to play well here. It's like, yeah, no, no you like you watch the first like whatever the tournament, you're like, you're right. Hitting the ball straight matters as well. Like if you're if you're ball striking, like you don't. Well, sometimes yeah, you don't, don't want to end up in the rough. You want to be yeah, in the fairway. Like exactly in the rough. You have a, like your percentage of making a birdie or a par goes way down. So exactly, yeah. And then last thing, the last time the US Open was at Tory, the uh, the the matchup at the end, Tiger versus Rocco. Yeah, a little eighteen hole playoff when Tiger like couldn't walk. That was on was Monday, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was Stevie Williams on the bag, correct? Yes, it was. Right. I think I've seen, I, f- I feel like I've seen some sort of, you know, like not an E60, but, you know, some mini documentary on, on that round. Yeah. I think it was on Rocco. It was Rocco's um, documentary. Oh, it was? I okay. Yeah. I forget. Yeah. Cause I just remember, I remember Stevie on. Williams talking about it. Yeah. It, w- it was on Rocco's. Uh, was that the same time that, that Stevie Williams like forgot the golf balls? In the hotel room or something? Oh, that was at Pebble, I think. Oh, that was at Pebble. Why did yeah. I think we were at <laughs> Loki was just thinking we were at Pebble? Like well, I know we're it's not. Like, you know, both Southern California, like yeah, of course. Well, but, I mean, Pebble's not well, incredibly Southern, but, but yeah, yeah, fair, fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah. Anything? Do I? Do we want to go into anything else before we start talking about the course and just uh, like everything kind of on the player side? Um, how about people champ of the week? <laughs> What do we got? All right. So people's champ of the week. Um, so obviously last week was supposed to be the RBC Canadian Open, but um, it got replaced by the Palmetto Championship, you know, due to travel restrictions and COVID. 
But um, I just noticed this in the logo for the the Palmetto Championship. The instead of like a like a palm tree or whatever the tree that's on the South Carolina flag, mm-hmm. um, they put in like a maple leaf tree, kind of to pay tribute okay. to the RBC Canadian Open. So I thought did that you was see? Did cool. you happen to see the trophy? No, I didn't. Pretty cool trophy. It's like a, it's like pretty much just like a house, like you know, one of those kind of. Yeah. Just look it up real quick. It's yeah, a I'm gold just... statue. Looks maybe bronze. I don't know what it was, but it looks super heavy. And uh, oh yeah, it, it, was that gold or bronze? Um, looks like a bronze base and like a gold house. Gotcha. Also, another thing, kind of random. What do you think of Garakego's style? Do you like the sunglasses? Um, I don't mind the sunglasses. I'm not a big fan of like the flat brim like hats. No, me either. I'm trying to think of somebody who really like can pull that off. I guess maybe Cam Cam Smith with the mullet, kind of necessary to have have the flat brim. I, I feel like that's a Charlie Hoffman. Does Tony Finau have a flat brim? Kind of. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Somewhat. Jason Day wears the flat brim. Like it, it doesn't look right on Garrett Higo. Like it no, like, it doesn't. I, I remember, like you know, the PGA Tour video game. You know, the one with the really the really big hat. I don't know. If you yeah. Seen that. Yeah. It looks, looks like, like that right on Garrett Higo. Yeah. His hat looks bigger because it's a rope hat, right? Yeah. So like rope hats are interesting. I feel like everybody in the golf community will agree with this. Rope hats. You're either a rope hat guy or you look so dumb in a rope hat. It's, it's one or the other. There's certain people who can pull them off and there's not many people who can pull them off, but rope hats. If they're, if it's not for you, don't wear them because they look so dumb. They're like, just like super boxy and like, just not it. Remember, I tried to wear, I tried to order, I ordered a Shinnecock um, uh, rope hat, like, what was that, 2017 or 2018? 2018. And it just came and I was like, nope, I'm sending this directly back. It was cool. It just, I wish rope hats were better because they, they do look cool. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't really think Garrett Higgle like pulls it off. So no. But, but maybe it's because he wears the sunglasses and the rope hat's probably better for sunglasses. I was going to say the the flat brim with the sunglasses, like I hate wearing sunglasses with, so the, with the with the curved brim. But anyway, we kind of got off track there. We can also go into stat of the week. Speaking of Hego, um, he's the first player since 1988 to win in his first regular season PGA Tour debut. Now, yeah, they said that on the broadcast. I have no clue who who it was, but that one in their first start. Well, considering I was negative eleven years old, I don't think I uh, was really paying too much attention to the PGA Tour in nineteen eighty eight. But um, you look it up right now. Yeah, I'm trying to find it. Um, that might be a little bit of a hard one to find. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to find this one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what? Will Zalatoris' major, de- major debut was the U.S. Open, I think, right? And he came T6. I mean, he was close to doing that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so Garrett Higo, um, he played in one PGA Tour event before the played in the PGA Championship. But that's technically not a regular season. That's not a regular PGA season, Tour yeah. Because the major, so. Yeah. He actually, he made the cut, T64, so. Yeah, I remember seeing that, yeah. Cool. Um, so on that note, Let's get into skins with the course preview, but first a little word from our friends over at Roback. You probably noticed us wearing some new Roback merch over the past few episodes, whether it was uh, the hat both me and Jake are wearing right now. Trevor has one as well. A pullover or a collared shirt. 
We're partnering with Roback in 2021, and we couldn't be more excited. So head to the link in our bio, add the Roback merch you want, and you'll get 15% off just by using the link. So enjoy and crave activity. Okay, so Skins, we got the U.S. Open this week um, playing at Torrey Pines South. Um, they play the Farmers Insurance Open also at Torrey Pines, but they, they play the North and the South. They alternate, and then they play the South for the final round. Um, this week's going to be playing a par 71. It's going to be 76-43. Um, the main difference is hole number six is now going to be a par four instead of a par five. At the Farmers, it's a par five. I mean, I don't think they shortened it at all, but it's now playing as par four for the U.S. Open, mm. um, just to make it a little bit tougher. Um, as we mentioned earlier, it's the first uh, U.S. Open since 2008 with Tiger and Rocco. And one thing to pay attention to this week is the wind. It's a coastal course, kind of similar to Kiowa. So wind's going to be a factor. I don't think we really thought about that last time around when we were previewing the PGA, and we probably should have thought about it more because the wind was was killing some people. Yeah. Uh, and then people have won the U.S. Opens, usually at the top part of the field in driving distance. So that's kind of something to look at this week. Hitting fairways is also going to be key since the, the rough will be pretty tough. We kind of mentioned that before. And as always, the greens will be firm and fast, just like at every other U.S. Open. Key stats to look at this week, as I mentioned, driving distance, stroke scan approach, stroke scan around the green, and par fours gain 450 to 500. Um, you definitely want to be sharp around the green because, as Pat mentioned before, the, the rough around the greens pretty tough, and they're, so, uh, they're not going to be very straightforward. What's your guess? What do you you got, you nailed the last winning score at a PGA six under, I think, right? Yeah. What's so, your guess this week? Let me let me think of what mine is before you say. I gotta think about it as well. Um, okay, I got it. I think it's gonna be four under. Okay. I, I was going with I was going with, with with six again. I think it's gonna be four. I think I think you're gonna have a lot of guys over par near the top of the leaderboard, and then somebody's gonna end up at four. And that's you know, I think you honestly might be right because the winning score at the Farmers wasn't even that wasn't even that high, and um, or low. I f- always forget like which one you you can say um it's always kind of confusing in golf but um yeah i feel like that like this week's just gonna be a whole different animal than even the pga because there's the wind and then you know they, they set up the pga to be hard but the u.s open really likes to just mess with you so i might even go as far as to say might be below four under i mean yeah so the winning the winning score at the as an above four under was 14 under Okay, Patrick Reed. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm thinking four. I think they're going to be also tough, but I think somebody's going to have a good week mm-hmm. where they play steady enough where four is going to be. To be fair, one of those rounds is also played at the North Course. Yes, correct. So Which I don't know. There's something to consider. I guess I guess I'll go final answer. I'll stick with my with my guns and go final answer six under. Hopefully, there's egg on my face and there's carnage and the winning scores yeah. like four I over. Mean, <laughs> I wonder if there's any bets for there there's gotta be like oh yeah I don't I, I mean there will be on like DraftKings. I mean obviously it's Monday right now, so we don't really know um about that one. We know a lot of the bets, but uh yeah, no, there usually is on books. Being the book yeah. usually has something for that. Yeah, I don't know. I will be interesting to look at. I'm gonna say four, I'm sticking with it. Okay. And then so for DraftKings this week, and I think Depending on if any, unless anyone really has any opposition to it, which I don't think they will, uh, we're gonna instead of just giving out two people each, 
we're having a conversation with Mr. Uh, Catalano, Jeek's dad, and we actually think that just giving out a lineup might be a little bit better because when you're giving out guys like we're all giving out like like an eight eighty one hundred and a, and like a seven hundred or like seven thousand, just kind of like it's weird to balance. It's like let's give you guys a lineup. I mean, yeah. If any of you guys follow golf history bets, we used to do the skin segment over there, right, of on the podcast. And if you've and been around since golf history bets and skins, and, and, and specifically the IGTV series skins, you're you're a real one. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, we started doing a lineup over there. I, I mean, our lineups weren't that great because we didn't. I feel like we didn't really come together to bake those. It was more like, okay, pick two guys, pick two guys. Oh, do they fit in the salary? Yeah, okay. But I think, yeah, exactly. I think around, we're, we're really together on this. So, yeah. By the way, if you guys haven't noticed, Trevor isn't here this week. Um, I'm assuming you have, considering he hasn't said anything and he's not just on mute. Um, where is he? He's doing some. Yeah, like, he's doing the Connecticut Amateur Open or something. Like yeah, that. he's working. We are uh, alumni of, of colleges now and have stuff to do. But anyway, let's get into the the picks this week uh, we're going with the with our high pick is uh like just our, our number one guy the favorite john rom i don't th- really think we have to say much about that i mean I'll, I'll get into it a little bit later as well but you know even though he's the favorite who's who's better than him in the world right now like right i mean realistically thing, anyone's better than him the thing i'm gonna say about john rom is like he's gotta be like ticked off like right now, especially of how the last tournament ended, he was playing so well. And then, you know, the whole COVID thing and like, he probably would have won that tournament. So I feel like he's going to come into this one and he'll be locked. He'll be locked. Yeah. In. yeah. And then who's our second one? Um, um, the second one is Will Zalatoris. Um, we'll get into that a little bit later too, but like, I mean, he's been insane in the majors so far. So um, yeah. He's at 8,600, which is pretty good value for Wozal Torres, saying he's finished top 10 in the, the last three majors, no, top 15, I think, in the last three majors. So, yeah, I mean, I mean you can get some real value at guys uh, like lower. That's why we, I felt comfortable with going with Rom with our, with our like number one right. pick. I mean, I think, I think for Wozal Torres, all, like, all it comes down to is his putting. I mean, he, you know, he's going to approach the green well, you know, he's going to hit the ball pretty far. So, yeah. And our third one, 7,900. I feel like 7,900 is always like the sweet spot for the third pick. But uh, it's Paul Casey. It's 38th yeah, in driving love, distance. I love which Paul is Casey this week. I mean, so low-key that he's 38th in driving distance. We say that every time we pick him, and like that becomes a stat that we say. But it's just like you don't think of him as a big bomber, but he's got a sweet swing. I mean, um, yeah, obviously he's a good ball striker as well. He's fifth in strokes gained approach and yeah. all in a really good run of form. I mean... Um, he played in the European Open, I think, last week or maybe the week before. Um, was sixth in that. He was T four at the PGA, T twenty one at the Valspar. So that's his last three starts. And also, this is a stat that I didn't really know, but in, in his last four U.S. Opens, T seventeen, T twenty one, T sixteen, and twenty six. So that's that's pretty good in in the U.S. Open. Um, I'd say so. I feel like if he has a good putting week, I think he might Dude, win this week. He's so due. He might be like the most due guy on tour outside of Tony Fino. Yeah, I mean, I think I might put some money on him this week to to, to get the win. Maybe I like might have much, to. So I wonder what I wonder what his odds are. Let me look yeah, that up real quick. I, they're probably in the middle area. He, I mean, he's seventy nine for DraftKings. So Paul Casey is forty five to one. Yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty good value. Um, yeah. And then next, another guy I really like this week, Shane Lowry. 
kind of like the Europeans this week. He's also on another on an excellent run of form. He's made his last seven cuts, um, including a T6, a T4, which was at the PGA as well, a T9 and a solo eight. And he's another one of those guys that has really good game around the greens. I think he's 21st in strokes gain around the greens. Um, I mean, he's he's known for having that soft touch around the greens. And he's pretty much top 50 in every major category except for putting. So once again, putter is hot, which it has been the last couple of weeks. I mean, yeah. he's another guy that might be able to win. Yeah, and speaking of of putting, Jason Kokrak, he's got the putter going in that win at, where did he win? Was it the Charles Schwab? No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was the Charles Schwab over Spieth. Yes. yes. Yeah, but he had to go in there. Great ball striker. He's really, he's he's just, he's got it going recently, I feel like. Um, so yeah, I like him 7,600 also just like such I mean, good yeah. value. One thing I was going to mention it later, but I'll mention it now. One thing about Jason Kokrak, like that I like is in terms of like both power and putting like together, like he really only Bryson and John Rahm are the other, only other two players that like could kind of either match him or are better than him in mm-hmm. those two categories, like together. Like, I wish there was some kind of stat that kind of combined putting with power just like like the some kind of like index or something that just kind of put those two together i'll talk to my uh oh wait dude that would be such a good idea the sport analytics majors at syracuse like when they're like freshmen have to think of like something to do kind of like that like making a stat almost i mean that would be like great i I bet if you put those two together and like kind of average it out and stuff like that if you look at the top 10 golfers or whatever i'm sure like it's like John Rahm and DJ and like, it's going to be like the top 10. I should give that idea to someone. I don't know anyone though, who's a freshman in Syracuse. So <laughs> anyone who's um, listening. Yeah. If you're a freshman sport analytics major, you got, you got your senior yeah. thesis right there. Just, just uh, give credit to buddy. the pin high podcast yeah. uh, in, in the citations. Yeah. Literally just no, no. And the main thing, just go by Jason Smith dash Wayne Gretzky dash pin high podcast. Yeah, of course. Um, dash Michael Scott. <laughs> Uh, and then we'll go our last one, Ryan Palmer at 7,100. I mean, again, like I said, you can really find some value down, down here. We're also looking at Garrick Hego at 7,200, but we didn't have enough for him, but he was T2 at the farmers. I know, like we said, like it's going to play, play differently. Like they're, they played the North course for a round, but 7,100 for a guy who, you know, is going to feel confident here and who has distance off the tee. Pretty good. I love uh, DraftKings for for major weeks. Uh, you yeah. just get such good value. I mean, you like do. Jason Kokrak, he won two weeks ago. He's seventy six or something like that. So, I'm feeling I mean, confident about, about this lineup. Yeah, I like it as well. I mean, hope the only the only thing is like I feel like our best chance to like really make money is if one of the guys near the bottom wins. If like Palmer if like Ryan Palmer won. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah, but Palmer if like wins, if say if John Rom wins, like 10. if John Rom wins, like. Yeah, it's like boring to say like, oh, yeah, I, I took the top guy. But it's like if he wins, which he very well might, like you're going to be kicking yourself if you don't have him. Yeah. So I think it's worth it, especially during a major week to pick one of the top guys. Yeah, Ow. agreed. <laughs> and I mean, we fit him in and we still have like an excellent lineup. I feel like we didn't we didn't have any like, like no, we really didn't have to sacrifice the top guy. Like usually when you pick the top guy, I feel like your mm-hmm. last guy is someone that you're just like, all right, like this is a flyer. Like we'll see if he does well or not. Because usually the guys in the seven, like you just got the guys in the seven thousands aren't usually as good as they are during major week other weeks. Like you got some like scrubs at like seventy two hundred in other weeks. 
Yeah, I mean, I think Ryan Palmer finished second in the Farmers. So he did. Yeah. So I mean, I like it. Yeah. So on that note, so I'm entering that into a three dollar DraftKings lineup. Uh, I'm sure some of you will probably put it into bigger of a pool or smaller smaller pool. Um, yeah, we'll we'll get back to you on whether that wins money or not. I'm confident. Let's get into skins though. There's one skin on the line this week, so that means the the best bet thing is minus one fifty. I still I need to get on the board, dude. You guys are Jake has yeah. twelve, Trevor's eleven. I have zilch. Not last week we kind of had the the matchup hail marys um, yeah there was no betting lines out and worked out for me didn't work out for for either of you yeah uh and then yeah i mean so trev's not here and he didn't give us picks but we're gonna try to predict his picks because because these are literally the most picks of all time that we picked for him yeah so so trev's winner this week xander shoffley plus 1500 trev loves xander shoffley and like obviously we always say it he's due he is so i mean i feel like you know, he plays well in majors. This might be Trev's pick. And then best bet, another guy that Trev loves, Abraham Answer, top 40 at minus 150, which I think is also excellent value. I feel like that would be something that Trev would pick out. So he's got Answer, top 40. He's got Shoffley to win. And those are Trev's picks. Honestly, I would love it. Don't tell Trev that we've recorded yet. I bet he literally picks. I, I There is like a... 76% chance he picks those exact two picks. 76 on the dot, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. 76 in Destiny. Anyway, let's get into our own picks. I've got um, you know, I've got John Rom to win. I know, like I said, he's the favorite. Whatever. Sue me. He's plus 1050. I think that's still pretty decent value. It's not like he's plus 600. Like, like Bryson was like plus 550 when the Masters in the fall. Like, that's not worth it. But yeah, not plus 1050. I'll do it. Ten and a half to one. Um, really don't care if he's the favorite. He won the Farmers in 2017, so he's good course history here. Uh, obviously dominated the Memorial. He was asymptomatic, though, like with the whole COVID thing. And I bet, he, honestly, he didn't even take that much time off of like actually practicing. Seems like he's in, he's in a good mental space. He was um, so locked in at the Memorial. He's really, yeah, he's just like, there's no glaring weakness. He's just, he's elite all around. And, you know, he plays well during majors and plays well at difficult courses like the memorial like Mirfield village I mean, so yeah i think he's got a u.s open in him he's gonna win a u.s open in his career because like it just it the u.s open fits his game so perfectly yeah so i mean i like it as well i mean uh, yeah i i wanted to do it but i just i didn't want to pick the favorite so precisely anyway. and before i make my bet i want to make sure that this one thing is not here i want to see Oh, okay. So I'm switching my best bet. It was going to be Garrett Kego top 40, but is going to be a hole in one in the tournament. Oh yeah, I was waiting for that. And it's going to be yes, at minus 125. Any rhyme or reason, or are you just you're just feeling a hole in one? I'm feeling a hole in one. Okay. I'm feeling a hole in one. I, I mean, the last one, like you were. It's a fun how, bet. Like, to, it's a fun yeah, bet P- to, to, to ride along with. Championship. Too. We were saying how like, like so oh, many like came close. They were all like like two hundred plus yards and all that stuff. And like that's why you said there was going to be no home one. But then we had like we had five close calls. Like legitimately mm-hmm. five. Close At calls. least these guys that we that we saw. Yeah. So I mean, 
yeah, I, I like that. I feel I'm like going minus 125. Yes, I'm going to be watching the, the 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 par threes this week, and every time one comes close, I'm going to be like, I'm odds are I'm going to miss when it. They but... do like when they do like featured holes, like you're just gonna you're just gonna watch the the par threes. Exactly. Just <laughs> see people surrounding that pin. Yeah, Pat didn't see who won the tournament, but he saw all the par threes. Exactly. Exactly. Um, once yeah, once they passed the final par three, I I, just, I turned turned off featured coverage. <laughs> You just turn it off in general. You don't watch the rest of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn it off. Um, yeah. Okay. I like that. So my winner this week, I'm gonna go for Louis Ustazen. He's plus four thousand, which is really good value. Um, I, like I said before, I really like John Rom, but I'm not gonna pick the favorite. I feel like that's no fun for me. So, uh, Louis Ustazen has an excellent run of form in majors recently. He had a solo third at the U.S. Open last year, T23 at the Masters, obviously T2 at the PGA. I mean, I think he came closest to Phil um, with, with Burks kind of kind of falling apart there. Uh, he's not the longest of hitters, but he does have great lawn iron game. So, like, if you're not a lawn hitter at a U.S. Open, if you have a good lawn iron game, you could still win. I mean, it's, it's very possible. He's seventh in approaches from 200 to 225 yards, which is pretty long way out. He's also third in par fours, gained 450 to 500, which like most of the par fours play those yardages. So, I mean, that's definitely a good stat to look into. Um, but the thing that really sets Louie apart is just his prowess on the greens. He's first in strokes game putting this year, which is a stat that I did not know. I, did not I know, know he was a good putter. So, I mean, first in strokes game putting, I mean, he hopefully he makes a ton of putts this week. And he's gotten close, so I feel like this might be his week where he wins it all. So um, I actually do really like Louie this week at, what was it, plus 4,000. And also, yeah. the win might be a factor this week. The South Africans, pretty good at playing in the win. So do we, like yeah, we just got to go heavy with the South, Af- South Africans. Yeah, I mean, I was going to pick like, my best bet was going to be like a nationality, like national. By the way, if you still nationality if you, of winner, like South African plus fourteen hundred or something. If you still want to want to throw out Garrett Kigo top forty out there, be my guest. I just thought it would be more fun for the podcast if I threw in the yes hole in one. Yeah, By the way, yes so hole in one on zero skins. So like yes hole in one on on my like you know illegal offshore book is minus one sixty. I mean, so, yeah, was it minus 125? Minus 125 on DraftKings. So, I mean, yeah. So, my best bet um, I'm, it's kind of a safe one, but I'm going to go with Will Zaltor's top 40. He's minus 150. I mean, I would even bet him up the top 20. I feel like I feel like he's got that in his, in his bag. Mm. I mean, he's finished top 10 in every major he's played as a pro. So, top 40 should be relatively easy if he keeps that run of form. T8, T8 at the PGA, so a second at the Masters and T6 at the US Open last year. And he's also near the top of the field in stroke skin approach and driving distance. So Tory should play pretty nice into his game. And yeah. just another little thing, T7 at the Farmers earlier this year. So there you go. So first round leaders. What do we got? Yeah, so we got two this week. We actually had Higo as our first round leader last week, and he ended up winning. He didn't get first round leader, but he yeah. Won. So, so uh, good for us, yeah, kind of. We called, kinda, we, we, yeah. we, we're talking about him. Yeah. We he was on our radar. On radar. Yeah. yeah. So, first round leader, I'm going to go with Jason Kokrak plus 5,000. Now we have him in our DraftKings lineup, which is, I mean, no surprise. I mean, that's just kind of how it works. But, like, as we've seen in the past, he could get hot. He's been on a really excellent run of form, as we mentioned before. Um, and this game shapes pretty nicely for Tori. And, 
I kind of just realized this when I when I I picked Jason Kokrak before I even looked at this, but he's actually first in round run score round one scoring this year, and he's plus five thousand. So not too shabby. Yeah, good value. Now, since this is a major week, we're gonna give you another one. And I have Gary Woodland. He's plus six thousand. Um, his game's kind of rounding in the form. Uh, he shot an opening round sixty-six of the Farmers earlier this Was year. Was that at the South Course? Probably, probably at the North Course, but yeah, like, I could have been no still wait. somewhat similar. I low-key think that he shot the sixty-six at the South Course, and then he like blew up at the North. You know, we'll we'll uh, we'll double check that. I'm almost positive. I mean, yeah. I'm so just like one other thing about Gary Woodland. Obviously, his game fits pretty well to to uh it was a north course sorry um obviously his game fits pretty well to u.s opens we we saw him at pebble a couple years ago win it all so i mean like he's rounding in the form his game's getting better first round leader definitely not out of the question out of the question and good value obviously yeah so to wrap up the week in the clubhouse what do we what are we thinking? Oh wow! Didn't even think about it. Yeah, clubhouse. no, that's 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 where the best, most organic in the clubhouses come from, because you're not thinking about like about it, it just comes off the cuff, and you know, off the top of my head, cannot really think of anything. I mean, we did have the part threes of things you would go back for. Ah, uh, we could do I that real quick. Should we do that, or should we wait for Trev for that one? Yeah, it's U.S. Open week. Give him a give give him a part three. Okay, so part three of things you would go back for if you left it at like the green or the tee box. Or do we want to th- go do things you wouldn't go back for? Um, I don't know. What are you more likely to? Are you more likely to not go back or to go back? I'm more likely to not go back, but like obviously, if it's a club, I'm going to go back. Um, let's do things we wouldn't go back for. No. Go back no, for the way we would. Let's do things we okay. would go back Fine. for. Because like I'm I gonna start it off then. Handful. They're more specific. Like, yeah, I'm gonna start it off. Wedge club. More likely, it's gonna be a wedge that you leave. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you had you have to do mm-hmm. that one first. I yeah. mean, I would say like specific for me, like like I have a head cover that's from like certain places. So like I have the like I think it was Harbor Town head cover or something like that, and like it's a really nice head cover and like. Paid that costs like 50 bucks. At yeah, least. I paid a lot of money for it. So I feel like I would go back for that. Kind of similar to that. Like if any of you guys have like a master's head cover or something like that you paid a lot for. I, feel I like would never put a master's head cover on any of my clubs. I yeah, feel like I that's the dustiest thing I've ever seen in my life. But I'm just like saying, I feel like yeah. I would go back for something that I would pay a lot mm-hmm. for. Um, let's just let's just alternate because. Okay. Yeah. Might as well. No snake draft. Um, another thing I would go back for. I mean. I want to say it is something I'd go back for, but I've left it before when I've realized it's gone and it's like a water bottle, like a hydro flask. So now I would, because I've already lost so many that like, like you got it. Like like I got to go back. Like I can't keep spending money on hydro flasks. So yeah, I would go back for like a hydro flask or like a swell or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I'm thinking of like things of value, like a range finder. I would go back for a range finder. Oh, easily. So easily. Okay. Range finder. Um, tough after these ones trying to think well something like you leap on because like range finder is a good one that's a that's a good pick i would go back i mean how many holes are we talking like literally just like a hole um 
a hole to like I would three, go back for a full beer. Like three holes. For a full beer if I'm limited. Only one hole though. Yeah. Like if you left your beer beer on like 14 and you're on like well maybe I should make it earlier in the round. If you lost if you left your beer on like 4 and you were on like 9, you wouldn't go back. No, but if it's like if we're on the green and it's like on the tee box, I forgot on the tee box. Even like par four, par four, maybe not par five, but par four, I'm going back for it. Yeah. I mean, also this, I feel like this is all dependent on like, if you have a cart or not, like if you have a cart, like it's much easier to go back for something than if you don't, it's still just the hassle of like, if someone's yeah, playing behind you, yeah. like it's just the hassle of going to get it. Definitely. But and having like asked them like, Oh, have you seen my like head cover? Like, have you seen my, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, we killed it on the team. No, no, ble- bleep out, bleep out the, the the name of the beer. I we, we don't give out free sponsors, uh, free ads. Unless um, White wants to sponsor us, in which case, what's something that I would go back for? Like another thing. I mean, there's your last obvious, pick. There's obvious ones. I mean, like your phone. That's like, mm, like you don't really lose, you don't leave your phone though. I I feel like you do. I to be fair, I put you my take your phone out and you put it right next to the T marker. I feel like I do. I don't feel like you never do. Well, yeah, I usually keep my phone in my bag, so I don't do that. But like, yeah. I would do that if I if I did what you did. So, fair enough. I would go back for my phone. I'm, well, obviously, we go back for my phone. Yes, the obvi- you go, you, there. I'll get a new one. Like, you'd go anywhere for your phone. <laughs> exactly. Um, um, I mean, I'm just trying to think of like other other things because, like, obviously, if you left like tees or balls or no. like, like you wouldn't go back for that. Um, no. And two of my picks: beer and. And like water bottle thing, like they have there. They also could be on the other list of things I wouldn't go back for. So it's a little interesting. It's very dependent on the situation. Kind of walking the line there. Walking Uh, the line for sure. I'm trying to think of like what are other things that we would like bring to the tee box. Other clubs, but I already said wedge. I mean, maybe like like if you brought like a if you like if you had like a pullover or something and you took it off. Yeah, or like a speaker or something. Yeah, I'd probably go back for. for mm, I go back. Do pullovers are like a hundred bucks at least. Yeah, exactly. Like eighty I bucks. Mean, I, I'm thinking of like value. But at Roback, if you go to our link, you can get it for less than that. That's true. You can get less for a hundred bucks. Okay, you so get what, less are things, than what are eight? things that you wouldn't go back for? I mean, we might as well just just go through that as well. Uh, I don't I mean, know. I have we three percent. We don't have to do it in like order. Just like random things. I just list them. I mean. I wouldn't go ball. back for a ball. Uh, ball marker is interesting, though. Depends from I where. Probably, if I left the ball marker, and I still wouldn't like, go back for it. It's just like that's an L. That's yeah, an L. Even exactly. if it's a nice ball marker. I have so many ball markers that, like, if I lost one of them, I wouldn't be like destroyed. I don't have that many ball markers anymore because of the exact this exact reason. Because I don't go back for them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um. Towel. Probably not a towel. I might go back for the pin high towel we got, but I, I might go back for the pin high towel. Or at the same time, I might not and just hope it shows up in the clubhouse in the lost yeah, and found. Too. Yeah. But I feel like, I don't know, we can yeah, kind of conclude the episode there. I have 3% on my computer anyway. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, US Open week, going to be a great major. Honestly, might be even better than the PGA as, as, as much as that sounds ridiculous because you had Phil at six under, like great, right. great major score great winner but yeah, yeah i want to see mean, some carnage and i i want to see it close near the end i mean we're in the clubhouse you know what let's throw in one one last thing throw in somebody they don't have to be like wildly underdog 
but throw in somebody that you think could win at like 80 to one or more. A hundred to one or more, hundred to one or more. Okay. Sam Burns. Okay. He's a hundred and ten to one. I think. I think that uh, that Max Homa could win. I think Max Homa could win. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, he's a good ball striker. Yeah, he did well at the PGA for a while, or didn't he? He did, and then also uh, Wilco. Did well, did Wilco well at Muirfield. Neo, what's his name? The the South African guy. Wilco not nine aber. That guy is yeah. gonna do well. Yeah, Put it on the board, clip it. Boko Nine Aber is going to do awesome. He's going to come top 20 in this tournament. Book it. We'll see you next week for whatever tournament is not as good as this one. Dude, the Travelers. The Travelers is good. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. Just gets better. Wow. Didn't realize the Travelers. (laughs) Nope, it's not better. Uh, I got 1% on my computer. We'll see you next Wednesday. Whatever. Whatever.